Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another video. Today, I'm having a look at FPL defenders. I'm having a look at all the players across all the price points you should be considering for your FPL teams. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and today we are having a look at all the defenders in FPL that I think you should be considering. We'll go through all the price points, we'll start an expensive, we'll go down to all the cheap defenders that I think you should be considering owning for your FPL game week one. Before we dive in, if you have not already, please make sure you've liked the video, subscribe to the channel as well. This is going to be a three-part series today. We are doing defenders, then we will do midfielders, and then we will do forwards. So hopefully, apart from goalkeepers, I'm covering every single player I think you should be considering picking for your FPL team. So make Make sure you're subscribed to get the other two videos coming later this week. But number one, the most expensive defender in FPL that we've had in a quite a few number of seasons is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He has come in at 8 million and is currently in one in three of your FPL teams. Now, the fixtures to start the season are mixed. There are some good ones in there like Bournemouth at home, Wolves and West Ham later on. But there is, in theory, a few more difficult fixtures. We've got Chelsea, Aston Villa and Newcastle in there. Chelsea's debatable. They've looked okay in pre-season. Plus, it is away at Chelsea, so maybe there's some goal threat from them. And Kunku and Jackson do look good. Modric getting a goal as well in the most recent friendly. But he does have great underlying data. We know what Trent is capable of. It does look like he's going to be lining up in that sort of inverted right back into midfield role for Liverpool going into the start of the season, where we saw him be so successful at the end of last season. He scored 156 points. He averaged almost five points per start, 11 assists last season, and averaging an expected attacking return every three games, which is the highest of any defender in the Premier League last season. And that was in Trent's worst season we've seen for quite a few number of years since he broke onto the scene. So even though some of them fixtures are mixed, he's in my latest draft. I do think he's worth paying the 8 million for. He is going to be worth it. Those fixtures are there, but we know he can return in even the hardest fixtures. So yes, Trent Alexander-Arnold 8 million is a lot, but I think he's worth it. Next up on the list is John Stone to Manchester City and we jump down to 5.5 million. That means I do not think you should be picking Andrew Robertson or Kieran Trippier in your game week one team. Andrew Robertson is not worth it given that he actually lines up in sort of a back three with Trent playing in midfield. Trippier's opening fixtures are not that great, especially if you really want to go for Newcastle, even though their fixtures are horrendous to start the season, just go with Botman. I, I don't think Trippier at 6.5 is really worth it. So we jump down to 5.5 and we have a few players in at this price. The first one we've got is John Stones. Looks like he's lining up in that sort of CDM role again for Manchester City and he did score today in the Manchester City preseason game. They won 5-3. He got the opening goal for Manchester City. Now, they did concede a few goals, but they generally are one of the best teams in defence. Now, they didn't keep as many clean sheets last season as we would hope if we'd want to be picking John Stones, but a lot of that was down to Edison's poor goalkeeping. And I just that's not something that is likely to continue and to keep going long term, although it did happen at the end of last season. If, like myself, you picked Edison in your FPL teams at the end of last season for their doubles, it went so horribly wrong. But John Stones looks like he's made that role his own and he has been really good. So the underlying data of only 0.05 expected goals and assists per 90 
isn't really reflective because he didn't play the whole season in that new role. He did get two goals and two assists later on in the season and a lot of that did come when he was more in that advanced role. So his points per start were good but it's really need to be looking at what he could get playing in that more advanced role. The other thing of course to bear in mind is their fixtures to start the season are really nice. The only one in there that's not you know green fixture is Newcastle but it is at home in game week two so at 5.5 million you can just set and forget John Stones over the first sort of six to ten game weeks. Manchester City defense is really good the only thing you have to bear in mind is that little bit of rotation they have been linked to a couple of signings in defense it does look like maybe Carl Walker's going to leave and maybe Cancelo is going to stay there often is rotation in that defense but if they don't have a lot of Europe to start in that first six game week period then maybe John Stones will be lucky enough to start five or six of those if there's a time to be buying Manchester City defenders I think it's now when that rotation is going to be at a minimum Next up, my second 5.5 defender that I think you should be considering is Luke Shaw of Manchester United. Now, Onana came into the game at 5 million, so straight away the ownership of Luke Shaw dropped and that of Onana has actually crept over 10% already at time of recording. Well, I do still think that there's a chance that Luke Shaw is a better asset than Onana. I do think there's going to be a lot of goals scored for Manchester United this season, which maybe means Onana's not going to be quite as good for bonus points. If there's going to be a lot of goals scored, they'll likely go and take the potential bonus points. Luke Shaw's attacking threat, one goal, four assists last season. He was a bonus point magnet as soon as he even got one of those assists or one of those goals, plus the amount of passes that he was making. I do think he's probably worth the investment over Onana, but you do save half a million. So if that half a million allows you to do something else with your squad, around your squad, upgrade maybe an Nciso up to Matoma, potentially upgrade an Nkunku up to a Gabriel Jesus, for example, then I don't mind it. But I do still think it's worth considering Luke Shaw at 5.5, just because Onana's five. I don't think straight away we should just completely rule out Luke Shaw as an option. Now, Wan-Bissaka and Dallow at right back being 4.5, I, I think we're worth considering if we know which one of those is nailed there. But Luke Shaw is on set pieces. He's nailed as well. The opening run of fixtures is okay. The more I look at it, the more I think maybe we don't actually need a Manchester United defender. They have Wolves and Nottingham Forest at home in the first three, which is really nice. But if you own Luke Shaw or you own Onana in particular, you're unlikely to sell them before your first wildcard. So you do need to be considering the longer term fixtures, which aren't that great. So I am potentially favoring the other two 5.5 midfielders I have in this video. And the final 5.5 midfielder that we have is Ben Chilwell of Chelsea. Now, I'll do my best to take my Chelsea bias off when recording this part, but I do think Chelsea have looked quite good in preseason, and I do think that Ben Chilwell particularly is the defender that I think we should be looking at. We'll talk about a potentially cheap option later on in the video in Levi Colwell, who's a bit of a sort of bench player for us, but 5.5 million for Chilwell, I think he could be really good. His open play positioning is sort of in that left forward spot that we've seen him be so successful in before. He did pick up a goal in the first preseason match that we had. He's likely to take some of the set pieces as well from that left-hand side. He had 0.0 0.09 expected goals per game and 0.15 expected assists per game so although he only picked up two goals and one assist if he can stay fit for the whole season I think he could be a really nice pick now that is the big elephant in the room and that is his fitness and it's the same reason that people are being put off Reese James the reason that I've got Ben Chilwell in here over going for Reese James is for me Reese James is, has more of those niggling injuries. Yes, he misses long periods of the season, but he's more likely to pick up a little strain in training and then miss a game. Whereas Ben Chilwell, he gets bad injuries. And I'm very, very sorry to hear that because he's one of my favorite players playing for Chelsea at the moment. But he doesn't get those niggling injuries quite as much as we see for Reese James. So for me, if he's fit, he can play once a week and that's absolutely fine. So I do think at 5.5 million and only 5.8% owned, he could be a really nice differential. Now the fixtures are also 
great. Liverpool at home in game week one, but after that until game week eight, they have a fantastic run of fixtures. If you don't start the season with a Chelsea defender or even attacker in your team, I think come game week three, you will really be looking to go and buy one because of those fixtures. You can set and forget them in your team and they've seen a big price drop like Chilwell, like some of those midfielders this season. So 5.5 million. He's in my latest draft. If you haven't seen why he's in my latest draft and the rotation I plan on using with him, go and check that video out. But I think he's a great option at five and a half. Moving down the price tiering now, we have Purvis Estupanan at 5 million, the most highly owned defender in FPL at the moment, going over 50%. Now, I think he's a good option, but I don't actually think he's a good option as his ownership is making out at the moment, the more we look at the fixtures. So, underlying data was good last season. He had almost 0.2 expected attacking returns per game. He picked up a seven assist and he did get that goal. If you remember that goal against Arsenal, where he scored, I think, 21 points. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. He looks like a fantastic asset and he doesn't have much competition in that Brighton team. So he is a great asset. Now, the fixtures are also good, but only for the first three. Again, Luton at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home. Really nice. But from game week four onwards, it is more difficult. They have Bournemouth at home in game week six. But after that, I don't necessarily see that many clean sheets from Brighton. Actually, if you look back to the end of last season, the clean sheets were not really there for Brighton. They were getting attacking returns to Stupinan, but defensively, they were not that solid. Plus, they've lost McAllister, and plus, it looks like they're going to lose Caicedo. Plus, of course, they don't have Levi Colwell either. So, I like Estupanan. I like the opening three fixtures in particular, but I do think a potential sale of him in game week four for a Chelsea defender, for example, who we've seen their fixtures are really nice, is going to be something that's very popular because those fixtures afterwards, I just don't think there's going to be enough attacking returns for Estupanan to make up for the lack of clean sheets. And my second 5 million defender is Arsenal. Now, they fell apart defensively against Manchester United in their preseason game and Gabriel was at fault for one of the goals. But that doesn't put me off me thinking that he is the best Arsenal defender that we should go for. All the Arsenal defenders, apart from Ben White, which for some reason got priced at 5.5, I can only think that was a mistake and someone clicked the wrong button. But for some reason, he's 5.5. But Gabriel, even if they were the same price, would be the defender at Arsenal I would look to go with. He has the main goal threat. He didn't necessarily capitalise on it as much as we'd think last season with only three goals. The clean sheets were a little bit less to come by than maybe we thought they would be as well. But I still think they're a good defence. They've also added with Declan Rice, which is only going to make them better defensively. They also signed Timber as well. So I think the defensive numbers in terms of actual returns will likely improve next season. And they have a really nice opening run of the season. Nottingham Forest at home, Fulham at home, Everton and Palace away in their first five. 5 million does feel like a bit of an underprice given they are the second best team in the league and one of the best defences in the league when you look at their underlying data. So 5 million, he's in my draft again as well. I think it's a no-brainer to have an Arsenal option and Gabriel is the pick of the bunch at the moment, but I do potentially want to keep an eye on Zinchenko at left back inverting into midfield. Moving into the 4.5 options. Now, the first option we've got, we've got two 4.5 options, is the boring option. It's the sort of more general template pick that we're seeing at the moment, and that is the Brentford defence. We've got Rico Henry. Now, a lot of the Brentford defence is keeping an eye on what's happening with David Raya. It looks like he was going to go to Chelsea, then he was going to go to Spurs. Both of those look like they don't really want a new keeper anymore. Spurs have signed someone. Chelsea are going to just go with Kepa which means Brentford may stick with David Raya, which will be great for their defenders, particularly Henry and Pinnock, who have both come in at 4.5 million. It depends what you want. They're both good options, and I can argue for Pinnock, and I can argue for Henry. I've done videos where I've had Pinnock. I've done videos where I've had Henry. I just prefer the fullback, the exciting wingback with Henry versus the goal threat. 
of Pinnock, but Pinnock did get more, you know, attacking returns last season than Henry did. But I just like that sort of fullback. And he picked up an assist in preseason as well. I like what he can offer at 4.5 million. The fixtures are also really nice. He's a very good set and forget option who can just sit on your bench and start if you get an injury or if you have a bad fixture for someone in your team. That's why I've gone with the Brentford option. If you look at the like of Newcastle that people are looking at, Aston Villa as well, Everton, their fixtures to start the season are not as good. And what I quite like about Henry is if you're not rotating him in and he's just your first sub every single game, he can just come in if there's an injury or something because all of their fixtures are so nice. Tottenham in game week one, I don't think it's a bad option. They actually beat Tottenham at the end of last season, 3-1. Game week five, they have that Newcastle away fixture. But apart from that, you'd be pretty happy playing Rico Henry in all of those. So Fulham away, Palace at home, Bournemouth at home, Everton at home. 4.5 million, he seems like a great pick. And he's probably my number one 4.5 million defender at the moment. Now, the other 4.5 million defender who I think is going to see a crazy, crazy rise in ownership between now and game week one is Levi Colwell of Chelsea. So we've seen an injury to Fafana. Badia Shield also has picked up an injury. He might be back for the start of the season, but either way, as a Chelsea fan, I think Levi Colwell, his passing ability we've seen in preseason, I think we're going to go into the season with him partnering Thiago Silva, Chilwell at left back and Reese James at right back. The underlying numbers are interesting, but he was playing at Brighton last season, so maybe not too much to read in it. He did pick up a couple of assists. His passing range is really good. He looks like he got a couple of, you know, nice passes out to Chilwell, who was playing left wing, to Mudrick as well. And I think he might get a couple of assists with those passes this season. He does want to play first team football, and I don't think he'll be staying at Chelsea unless Pochettino and the Chelsea sort of team have promised him that if he's good enough, he can get that starting lineup in, in alongside Thiago Silva. It's a bit like Rico Henry outside of game week one where they have Liverpool, but it is at home. You could play Levi Cole every single week if you need to. Game week three onwards in particular, the run of fixtures is so nice. They sit number one for the best defensive fixtures from game week three to game week eight. It is such a nice run. The only difficult game in there is Aston Villa, but they do play Aston Villa at home, which of course is more favourable than going away for him. I'm pretty certain I'm going to start the season with a Chelsea defender in my team. I just need to decide if it's going to be the explosive option in Chilwell or I play it a little bit safe, go for the 4.5 million option in Colwell, currently 1.4% owned, but I think it'll be 20% plus come the start of the season. And the final option is our 4.0 option, and that is Amari Bell of Luton Town. Currently the most picked 4.0 option, and probably the one that I'll be going with for the start of the season. Now, his underlying numbers from last season are okay. He averages 0.1 expected attacking returns per game, which is an attacking return every 10 games or three or four of them over the course of the season, which actually for a 4.0 defender isn't that bad. I know we've been blessed with the likes of John Lundstrom and Dallas in the past, but that for a 4.0 defender isn't that bad at the moment. One assist, one goal in the championship last season. He probably has the best run of fixtures from when we might start to need him. The first three are difficult, so he has Brighton away, Chelsea away, and of course Luton town have their blank in game week two but hopefully not too much goes wrong in our squads in the first couple of games because in game week four onwards they have the best run of fixtures of them Sheffield United and uh, Burnley as well the three teams of 4.0 defenders at the moment so I'm quite happy for him to sit on my bench he'll probably be second on my bench because I have a 4.5 million forward and then a 4.5 defender in my squad at the moment but I quite like him. The attacking threat is okay. Luton Town kept more clean sheets than the other 4.0 defender teams that we've got in Burnley and Sheffield United. So I, I quite like him. He is my pick of the bunch at the moment with a little bit more clean sheet potential plus an okay bit of attacking threat of all the 4.0. So 
Those are my top defenders by price points. If there's anyone you think I've missed, drop all in the comment section down below. I didn't go over every single player that I would even slightly consider. I've gone with the top picks because otherwise we would have been here all day going through them. But we'll be back with midfielders later this week and forwards at the end of the week as well. So make sure you've subscribed. Make sure you've liked this video as well if you found it useful and you're enjoying the FPL content during pre-season. Like and subscribe before you go. And I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.